0: everyone. This is Dr. Dina Dye here, and I have my co-host, Jeff Morton. Say hi, Jeff.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: So this is the first episode in the new year, of which we hope will be many. And Jeff and I talked briefly. We just felt this was a very important broadcast. There's, there's a lot going on out there. I think there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of worry. People are very anxious. People are, are trying to grasp onto anything to make sense of what's going on around them. So we decided to try to put together, you know, a brief podcast to try to explain some of the things and to keep our focus on what's important. So we just, we need to be very careful that we're not going off running around in a myriad of different directions. You know, one of the things I was thinking, our community is a community of black sheep. So we have a tendency, you know, to already be outside the mainstream. We kind of think outside the box, we swim upstream, if you will, against the cultural, against the Christian culture, you you know, if you know what I'm saying. But there's a danger there with people who function in that, in that realm of latching on to all the other things that are outside the box. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just want to encourage us this week and uh, going forward, at least till January 20th, I'm just going to encourage you to turn off the news and to, to stop listening to a lot of the videos that are circulating out there and get back into your Bible and to focus there and and the, the main focus for me in the, is the, the biblical patterns, the, the historical patterns that are in the Bible, the principles that are in the Bible, and the wisdom that comes from the Bible. So that's kind of where we want to go today. Jeff.
1: And, and I would, uh, to to just add to that, I think the tendency for all of us in a lot of respects is to kind of look at the God of the Bible in the same way that the ancient world looked at all gods, and that is to be uh, really a, a slave to the God complex. And I think what the world system has always done, pattern-wise, historically, is there are people who figure, well, I don't want to be a slave, so i got to be a god, hence the pharaohs, the Caesars, and all of these rulers that enslave people. And I think what we need to do is put the god of the Bible in a different light and not think of him as this this god who's going to drop a bomb and he's going to come in and take us all out of here. And I think we need to understand, really, the Exodus story, and I think Dina's going to speak a little bit about that. But we need to understand what that really meant and how the children of Israel were protected and the template for all the nations that would submit to the authority and government of Almighty God. This is where I think we need to put our focus. And like Dina, I've I've turned off Fox. I've had Fox News out of my house maybe twice since the election. And I've listened to hundreds of emails with regard to, uh, I call it, if you get your prophecies from YouTube, please don't send them to me. And so I just I think we need to get back to the fact that we have a God who is totally in control. And when I say that folks, I'm talking about he was in control with World War One, World War Two, he's been in control of everything that's going on in this world through every death cycle, every tyrant, everybody. So we need to not put a rosy picture on that because there's been some historical hell in the earth, and I got a feeling, you know, we're in that lane now. So we need to understand the legality of the kingdom, and we need to understand the role we're to play as representatives of the king. And that's what this show's all about. It's about returning to Eden so we understand how the God of the Bible governs his creation and how to participate in that building of the new temple. That's kind of where I'm at.
0: So if we go back anciently, uh, you know, you mentioned slavery because really the number one business model of the world since the beginning of time is slavery. Okay. That's the default position of the world. So when, when the father created a people, he was basically de- de- deconstructing how the world empires operated because he was making a people free. So the gods of the ancient world, uh, they had first of all they thought they didn't want to do any work right so they this is the thinking in the ancient world they created humans to do all their work because they didn't want to do any they're lazy they just you know want to roll around and let the humans do everything so humans were created to grow their food and take care of them and provide for all their meat the second thing that the gods were against was uh, population. they were advocates of overpopulation which i find very interesting because that's <laughs> That's what tyrants do. They kill off their populations. So they just function in the same way as the gods. And um, the third thing that just escaped me for the moment, which I'll think about later. Yeah, but, uh Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. I'm just. I'm trying to think of the third thing that the gods were. Uh, oh, that the humans made too much noise. That was the. That was the other thing. So slavery is actually, as I mentioned, number one business model is the number one way that empires make money. So they are constantly enslaving their populations to make money. And we see this going back to ancient Egypt that, you know, we think about the, when Israel was, uh, was enslavement in Egypt. You think about it today in the, con- the Chinese Communist Party. Basically, the Chinese people are just a commodity to the, to the, to the party. They're just worker bees for the state. So that is the that is the that is what tyrants do. That is what world empires do. And this goes back to you know five thousand more than five thousand years ago. That's that. And so in along comes our God Yahweh who creates a people, and this this structure looks 180 degrees opposite of how the world looks. And so the nature of God is always to deliver and to free people. So we have to ask ourselves the questions now. I mean, I think the number one question that people kept asking over the last number of months is where's God? You know, why why is he not answering our prayers? And I think about our own ministry, our on-fire prayer ministry. When I began that in, uh, it was going to be March of 2019, I felt that the Lord was instructing our teams. Uh, we were praying, of course, but the direction was election integrity, and this is, you know, 19 months ahead of the election, and I didn't have any idea, you know, what what was going to ensue, but that was our direction. And then I watched as after the election, and just massive prayer going on. I joined, uh, there was a global prayer initiative. I joined up with that team two times a week, and I know that all over the world, people were praying And, of course, the prayer was, because we have the desire to be free, that, uh, you know, that this would be resolved. The election fraud would be resolved in some way. And, of course, that the President uh, Trump would take uh, the old office. And so the people are now kind of, you know, I'm just going to say this, but from my perspective, I'm a realist. I face the music that on the 20th of January, you know, Biden will... Uh, be taking the you know, law office, I'm afraid, and now we're going to have to deal with it. But uh, my my thought to myself was, okay, we know that there's a lot of prayer. We know that God answers prayer. We know people have humbled themselves. We know people have been repenting. We know that God extends mercy. So what the heck is going on here? And it occurred to me yesterday, because we're so focused on ourselves as Americans. We you know we don't. Who wants to go live in slavery under the you know surveillance state? But has it occurred to us that God has a greater mission in all of this, in our prayers, and that's to make the whole world free, not just us? Is it the case that in all this that's going on, that God is preparing whatever path he has ahead to set the Chinese people free and the Iranian people free and the North Korean people free? I just want to plant that seed in people because it's not just about us. It's about the whole world. Well, I,
1: I, uh, you know, I was listening to Pastor Joe Amond, who has uh, um, Out of Ashes Ministries out of Derrida, Louisiana, I hope to visit, coming up this uh, end of February for the Festival of Purim, but he talked about empire, and he echoed a, a lot of what, in fact, Dina, you just echoed a lot of what he said, and I think, too, that, you know, we have to get the God complex that mankind has raised up out of the out of the discussion because like you said, the God that we serve is all about uh, liberty and freedom and eternity and loyalty and getting restoring the nations. And so everything that mankind does, everything that mankind does outside of the periphery of the will of God Almighty is destructive. It invites order and chaos because we use the template that he created for our own purposes. Therefore, we are set outside of the legality of the king, the authority of the king, the process of the kingdom. So we create this chaos, and then you and I, Dina, and everyone else, we try to function in this chaos instead of realizing that the restoration of all things has not stopped. And I think, you know, getting caught up in all of the things that have gone on since the election, before the election, What we have seen happen to Donald Trump is a global monstrosity of an attack on one human being. And if you think that's not a template against all the rest of us, it is. Because the power of the presidency has been so diminished as a result of what mankind is doing that our focus really needs to shift on the God of the Bible and not the man of the day or the man of the hour. Because I like you, Dean. Every time I, I see all these different things, I'm hopeful. I'm like, God, are you going to do something? And in my spirit, I don't feel that God is doing what we want. He's doing something much bigger, and we have to be the representatives of what that is. And this whole idea of being afraid to speak, afraid to... Everything that mankind is implementing right now is to cause us to be afraid, to do just about anything, and I'd like to speak against that. I think if we're going to be surveilled and we're going to be underground, then we need to at least be surveilled and underground with the thought of our king of kings and lord of lords as opposed to some tyrant raising up and uh, causing, uh, quote, unquote, the destruction of all things because the God that I serve is in the process of restoring all things, and I I just think we need to keep that in front of us. I really do, Dina.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I, I think we've been guilty of sort of not recognizing the pattern of what time... History is our guide. The Bible no. is history. Okay, there's a whole lot in there that's going to help us understand how tyrants operate and how the righteous are supposed to operate. And uh, we'll talk about this in just a second. But the, the Bible, the essence of the Bible really is the creation, excuse me, the Exodus story that's how we become free people so uh... It, we, we were just saying how interesting it is that all of this this season that we're in now has begun with the parsha reading uh, yesterday shabbat uh, of exodus Shemot, and the story of the exodus is the key to unlocking the whole bible the story of the exodus is what i would call a recreation story the bible is a it begins with creation and and not so much as a material origins but of a creation of a people who worship a god, uh their god, Yahweh. And so the people then uh you know, we go through the story of Noah, the people are have descended into that place of corruption and violence and this is where all, you know, good tyrants go. And so the story of the exit from Noah to to um the Exodus story is kind of one story of the deliverance of a people, of a recreation of the people. As the people, the children of Israel, pass through the sea, it's a recreation story going back to Genesis. Um, but we haven't. Uh, I, I think sometimes we sort of live in law, law land where we don't want to face what the enemy is doing. So I think in reading Shemot, in reading Exodus identify the patterns of, of, you know, of the of the enemy. And we should really do that when we're reading through, like, the stories of the kings and whatever. So, you know, typically what we're seeing now is typically where they go first, and that's the disruption of communication. Like, you take away people's ability to communicate. That's what's, that's the place tyrants always begin. So, of course, we saw Friday the, the tech oligarchs just, you know, take down uh, Twitter and and. Facebook and I—I I just should mention to everyone, I am not on Facebook because I've been taken down. I've been taken down on Twitter and Facebook. You cannot communicate with me that way. And so, if you do want to communicate with me, you know, go to my website foundationsintorah.com. I'm also—we have our On Fire Prayer, and that's the way I'm communicating with everyone via text messaging. I have a text messaging service that's secure. And so, go to On Fire Prayer. Uh, dot com and you just give me your name and where you're from and I'll add you in there and you can connect with me that way so just as a measure so they take out the communication they uh, they upend the supply chain they surround you hem you in you know so you got nowhere to go and and then they begin the disarming they disarm you so we can expect those things to happen and you to your point the key in all this we and I'm, I'm going to talk about it in a second. I want to talk about excess and surveillance state, but I'm going to let Jeff say something. But the two things that we're we're dealing with is the surveillance state is here. It's alive and well. So now we say, how do we live in a surveillance state? How do the Chinese people function in a surveillance state? And what, are, what do we do as a body of people who are essentially going to be living underground? So let me turn it over to you before I go back into so it.
1: I also think that we, the tipping point between how to understand the kingdom of God versus um, the way we've been indoctrinated, so to speak, for the last 1,800 years, Dean. and i got I got to posit this, is everything that is attacking us is being done through a political system. Everything. It doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't matter what president you have, what rule. Everything that we have seen thrown at our president has been done politically. And like Pastor Joe Amon said yesterday, you know, for us to be hanging our hat on a religious motif, if you will, and not battling the political lunacy, that is literally how every single tyrant gains control. Hitler did several things. He did the communication thing. He did the health care system. Ultimately, he disarmed the folks, and then he started killing them. Well, so did Pol Pot, so did Mao, so did Stalin. It's the same playbook. So when we talk about an enemy, we're talking about the system that is in direct opposition to the God of the Bible. And that system doesn't change. It doesn't have a lot of wisdom. It has one role to play, and that is to kill off as many people as possible and to shut down the hope and dream and reason that God created all this in the first place. And I think the biggest weapon we have against ourselves is men who follow that principle. And that's where we are. And so as we talk about the Exodus, and, Dina, I'm curious to hear what you're going to say with all of this. But you have to understand the Exodus story is a pattern from Adam all the way up until the children of Israel were thrown out of the land and carted off to various places after the second temple was destroyed. And so the the brilliant thing about all of that is the children of Israel are back in the land, the nation of Israel is restored, and the king of kings and the lord of lords is preparing for whatever thing is going to happen next. But we have to look at that and not look at what mankind is going to do to try to diminish that. Because mankind is going to go out of its way to raise a fist at the authority of God. And you and I, we, we might suffer through that indignity, but at the same time, the purpose of the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the God of creation is to free people from the tyranny and chaos that mankind would impose upon to all of us. And then I would have to say that the enemy to me, uh, in addition to the spiritual world that that we do, I will acknowledge the spirit. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but men are the ones who support that system, and it is the men, the Hitlers of the world, the Stalins of the world, the they're the ones that begin to slaughter the innocent. And I think we're 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 missing the point of biblical history. To think that that can't happen in the United States of America
0: yeah. no, anyway. that's, that's right I had posted uh, before I got taken down on Facebook um, and in fact my wall is still there so you can read stuff which I don't understand that because if I violated all this stuff what the heck is my all my posts are still there but I digress but one of the points I made was uh, I had kind of formulated this quote in my head someone actually thought it was uh, one of the founding fathers, so I was very honored <laughs> but uh divine providence yeah, I saw that. human agency exercising faith and virtue brings about societal order, and that's the key. we don't operate in a vacuum God doesn't operate in a vacuum. we are working together to bring about societal order and that's what we want because when you have order in society it benefits everybody it's not designed to just benefit the few who take all the mo- wealth and money from everyone else it's for the benefit of everyone especially the least of these those who have no voice those who are powerless those who have no influence but we work together um, you know with God himself He and he gives us uh, we all ha- have you know He's given us all a task to do. And a lot of us, I think, uh, and especially because we've had our eyes so fixated on this election and what's gone on, and, you know, it's to the point of ad nauseum. We need to get back to what, does God, what is our task within our family, within our community, and how are we going to function, in, you know, with what's ahead? Because we're not the first, and we won't be the last that has to deal with This world empire coming against us and 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 basically trying to take us out. Do you think of the you think of the Exodus story? I mean, the Exodus story just doesn't begin in Shemot Exodus. You know, it goes back. Genesis is so important, a foundation to understand Exodus. I think because all the patterns are in Genesis till we get to Exodus. One of the things, uh, and we don't really, I've got this in my new Noah book, but at the the time of Noah, which, you know, obviously we don't know exactly what the year is, but a a lot of scholars think we're somewhere around 2,900-3,000 BCE. And this is a period we call the period of the Antediluvian kings. And you can find information about that. uh, It's called the Sumerian king list. And this is the period in which kingship, what they say, kingship, came down from heaven and kingship in that period was divine. It came down from heaven. So that was essentially the birth of kingship. So the Sumerian king list is fairly bizarre. You know, the kings rule for ridiculously long reigns like I think is like 36,000 years. Okay, so I, I, I address all that in the book. We won't talk about that too much now. But the idea was kingship came down upon the earth in the period leading up to the flood. And so it's this kingship, this power, this oppressiveness. And the the nature of kingship always ends up in the same realm, corruption. Violence and corruption and oppression. So that's kind of, after we come out of creation and we come into the Noah story, that's where we are. And then we see that how does God respond? He calls a man, Abraham out of that region and he takes him to another place to establish the place of the presence of God, the center on earth. So there the story goes and we then we know, remember that Abraham ends up going down to Egypt for a season. You know, uh, the forces push him down out of the land into exile. We know Isaac ends up doing the same thing he ends up going down to Egypt for a season into exile and oppression and they come back to the land and to restore it and then we see uh, Jacob and family all end up down in, in Egypt and that takes us to Shemot because where are the children of Israel when we start Exodus? They are in exile. Now they're in exile and life is pretty good. there. They're living in a special part of Egypt we call it Goshen you know they're living, they're producing. It's fertile. Life is good, and they fall into that place of comfort, and then okay. they marry themselves to the gods of Egypt. Yeah. Okay, and that's and as they the more and more they pull themselves away from Yahweh their God, and they join themselves in unholy alliance to the gods of Egypt. The more they pull away from who they were and separate and become as if they are Egyptians, to which the one thing that always happens in in exile is you lose your identity. When the children of Israel left Israel and went into Babylon, when the northern tribes went into Assyria, the number one thing is they lost their identity. They didn't look any different than everyone around them. And my friend, that is the place where the American Christian has come. Comfortable no married to the gods of the world, assimilated into the culture, and we don't look at dimes worth of difference from the culture.
1: Here, i, yeah, I got to jump in here because as you were talking, I'm seeing the pilgrims, Exodus out of Europe. I'm seeing them come over here and be granted a sovereign, a royal decree by God, this land. I see this entire nation spring forward, and then I see the very people that prayed for this assimilated into a government system that is called an empire. And Pastor Joe really, really talked about this yesterday. And I'm like doing belly flops in my, in my truck driving home because once we get to the empire state, then we start losing our identity and we assimilate and we don't look any different. And so the United States of America is that process. Yeah. And we've we've done exactly the same thing. We were entered into a covenant relationship with the God of the Bible by a bunch of believers who believed in the story of the, the Exodus, and now look at us. We're so broken and so battered and so limited. We literally don't look any different than the culture, and we've accepted a lot of the cultural principles that are actually eating us for breakfast.
0: Yep. And we're Not waiting that. for one man to turn all of this around.
1: Joe said yesterday we're looking at two old parts. that's the exact words and i'm like okay what well, instead of the god of the bible and i'm like okay i you know where's the difference so I
0: want to go again go i think it's uh, what's the word serendipitous that we are now in the season reading Shemot, because this is the road map out, <laughs> out. Okay? Yes. yes. and the goal of god is to create a new people and so this pressure and the persecution that's coming and the challenges and the difficulties is to birth a newly created people. We have to be a different, we have to be new and a new identifiable people. So the children of Israel forced out of Egypt, you know, birthed through the through the Yom Suf out into the wilderness so that God could create a new nation of people, a, a kingdom of priests. Who had an identity because they lost their identity when they lived in Egypt, and that is what's happened to the to the American Christian. You know, we have lost our identity, and we have built uh, monuments to ourselves. We have built giant churches. We have focused the God of this world is the God of money and power, and the churches do not look any different than how world empire operates, and this cannot be. So I want—I want to encourage you all. Just read the whole—you know—read the whole book of Shemot, and—and uh, and, you know, maybe what we do here is we just—we're going to go through the book as we're going through the book, and we're going to look at it from that perspective. Because what's the first thing that the Pharaoh did who did not know Joseph? And it didn't mean that he didn't know who on earth he was. He refused to acknowledge that he was sovereign under God of—you of, know—the God of Israel, and that he was the one who was going to provide for the children of Israel and so he did not recognize his authority and so uh, from there that this Pharaoh came in who didn't know him and then what's the first thing he do starts killing off the babies. okay and we see the same pattern of course with Yeshua in, in um, under under King Herod when he kills off the babies. but that's what tyrants do that which is a threat to them they kill and destroy so the goal of tyrants is always to take away the threat to them whatever that means the biggest threat to them of course are the people of God and I think the biggest biggest I think one of the reasons things are so intense right now coming from the other side to just snuff us out is because people finally the people of of God have finally gotten on their knees and cried out to God because they know what's coming
1: well, I, um, I'm i one of those people because I, I, I sit here, folks, how do I say this? What, what we have witnessed in the last four years or even before that, and again, Joe Amon spoke about this all yesterday. It's kind of funny, Dean, I'm listening to you echo a lot of what he talked about. And I key on that because it's that frame of mind that we have to understand. We have to be involved in that. But but I'm watching a coordinated uh, digital alliances are being made against people like you and I. They're, they're, this and it's, and it's 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 a, it's a click of a mouse where they can shut us down, and it's it's a global thing. I'm I'm seeing the anti system, if you will, as a global digital instant thing. Not something that's going to take, uh, like the Left Behind series. And I loved how Joe said, you know, the Left Behind series would make a good fire starter if you want to sit next to an, a bunch of logs burning. But, But in a way, in a way, the tyranny that's about to envelop all of mankind, it's happening. It literally is happening, and I'm waiting for the Lord to say, you know, the people that are on their face crying out, the patriots that are standing up, All of those folks out there, don't count them out, folks. You can't count us out because the God of the Bible is listening to the cries of the people. I'm convinced of that. But we have to understand, and I'll go back to this dean again, we have to understand the protocol of how our God does things. And if you're a Christian, and I don't mean this in a bad way, you've been indoctrinated for years now. To serve a system as opposed to the governance of the kingdom of God. And I say that with a whole lot of diplomacy, but in fact, Pastor Joe said yesterday, you know, churches are business. Mm-hmm. And as long as your church is doing very well, then the business is doing very well. And I'm going, yeah, but the kingdom of God is not doing very well. How long are we going to be? connected to a business model as opposed to the citizenry model that God has asked us to be a part of through a covenant relationship by the blood of the Lamb. How, which one of those two systems offers us the most? And I think for, for, the, for the believer today who's kind of assimilated and, and vexing his faith based on the culture instead of the king and the way God has outlined us to behave, that's our problem. So, we have to return to the things that God has ordained. We have to.
0: I mean, this is nothing new, but what the children of Israel have always dealt with, the biggest battle is assimilation into the culture and not being recognizable, and just following along with how the culture operates. Everything in the culture becomes their God. And, you know, like I said, nothing new here, and we see that the Maccabees had to deal with it over time. Uh, You can go back anywhere historically into... Anywhere. 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 So one you brought up, I I do want to give a little bit modern-day perspective here, historical perspective of what's actually going on, because I know the focus for a lot of us, uh, you know, we we don't want socialism, communism, and we see the elements of that coming into our society. But more than that... uh, what we're actually dealing with is what we would call the surveillance state and this is this is the M.O. of communist China and let me just give you a very brief explanation of how we got here so um, the reality you know we are living under a period I mean this is gross censorship silencing okay and if you speak out God help you in fact I just read or saw a video today or yesterday. Two uh, women? Two of the two women on the Delta Airlines flight are sitting there talking about their support and love for Trump, and they were kicked off the airplane. And they all, I saw them later. They were sitting in the whatever airport they got dumped into. There were literally 30, 20 to 30 police officers that had been waiting for them when the plane landed.
1: Like, this That's is
0: that. I don't even know insane doesn't even describe it but that's where we're in the censorship regime this actually began with Obama the Obama administration started to insert itself into the tech firms and when it did that it began to literally create a shadow government inside the tech firms so in essence it's not really so much about the tech CEOs although you know it is our national security apparatus has married itself or usurped the tech companies and this is all this was all done under Obama and the tech firms now operate literally as a shadow government and the tech firm this this, the shadow government and we're all familiar with that term is being operated against the american people not against our foreign enemies and so this it, the the national security apparatus which was the democrat they built that up in conjunction with corporate power which is what the republicans built up these two things are basically married and have created such power such government power that you know it goes beyond even any you know any other government on planet earth and this is what of course the chinese communist party did the other thing that's going to be coming this, this week, uh, a congressman has introduced a domestic terrorism bill to basically ramp up the surveillance regime. And so this bill is going to target uh, basically 75 million people who voted for Trump. So I know this is depressing as all get out, but I want you to understand this power structure of the national security apparatus and the corporations and the big te- the big tech corporations is now the power structure that's in place running our government, and that's um, for the foreseeable future. Now, I want to jump back because the Exodus story, of course, we see you know the power of, of the pharaoh, and for a period, of course, the children of Israel have risen up in, in, into the power structure. So for a period of time in in our country, you know. There were there were good people in the power you know within the power trying to do their best and there's there was obviously still good people but you see the crushing comes and the crushing came with with Pharaoh we jump ahead to the New Testament because I've been saying over and over again the New Testament the Gospels are simply a retelling of the Exodus story with Yeshua as operating in the in as the representative uh, king as Moses did. So now I want to, not only do I want you to read as your homework the whole of Shemote Exodus, I want you to begin reading closely the Gospels and recognizing there is where our freedom lies. It doesn't, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be really difficult. We're going to have to figure out how to live underground and we're going to have to figure out how to communicate with one another folks because it's coming, but... The message of deliverance and freedom, the message of a new creation people, lies in the gospels that Yeshua replayed the Exodus of Moses.
1: And I would I would I would even add to that, and I would strongly add to that. You know, Vena's not espousing a conspiracy theory. This is all happening, folks. There there's it's it's like it's like um they're not even hiding this anymore. They're, they're, they kicked the president of the United States off Twitter. Okay, right. so you have to understand that it's just a matter of a mouse click. And so this is all happening. And but But going back to the concept of conspiracy, you know, how many conspiracies do you read of in the scriptures? Well, there were several conspiracies against Jesus. There were several conspiracies against Moses. There were several conspiracies against various kings of Israel. And we have to look at the Bible as being a template for the nations because the Bible is about Israel. It's about God revealing himself to all of the nations through Israel. So we have to kind of look at that story. But when it comes to the conspiracies, well, we can do conspiracies all day long with this digital age that we have. We don't have a camel running across the desert delivering a message. We have a computer pushing a mouse. And you have to be very careful, folks. You have to be very careful. And I believe that if the spirit of the living God is in you, then discernment is in you. And you have to kind of rely on the discernment of the spirit of the living God to kind of show you. And I say that because I knew, I knew in my spirit that this thing that we had, we call an election was not going to go the way we thought it was going to go. And then I thought, okay, when... January the 6th comes, everybody's saying all this stuff's going to happen. And in my spirit, I'm going, no, I don't think so. And so all of what I was thinking in my spirit has actually happened. But all the things that are on YouTube and all over the Internet, none of that has happened. And so I think that our guidebook has got to be the scriptures. It's got to be the Bible. It's got to be the ancient story of, being told by the ancient writers, and we have to have the willingness to venture back to that world in order to understand how they were presenting the information to us today.
0: Do you realize the Bible is the only book, really, anciently, in, in world history, anciently, that tells the people how to defeat world empire? Yeah. And yeah. that's our message to you today it contained in there is the way we are the way forward this isn't so much about you know I don't know what's gonna I don't know what's gonna happen I I know through the course of history myriads and millions and millions upon millions and millions of people have been killed by tyrants by totalitarian dictators and that may well happen to us but the key in all this is we our God has given us a road map on how to overcome world empire and I think we want to tie it up here because we don't want this to go too long. But I think next week, Jeff, what we really need to to really start digging into is how do we live in exile? How do we live underground? How do we live with this oppression? What are we supposed to do? How do we be overcomers and conquerors in our Yeshua the Messiah when life around us, you know, has been stripped away?
1: I think you're right. I think you're right and I also I also would think that uh you know it's 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 my it's my my heart's cry. I mean th- this is something that if I was to say God gave me one passion to exercise it would be for for the Christian mind in today's world to not be afraid to go back and understand the Bible from the perspective of the writers and not the translators. I think if, if if my if my dying breath was to say please return to understanding the rules the statutes and the commandments of a righteous God and then understand how he chose those people in the ancient world to communicate that to us which means you have to do more studying than the sermon on Sunday that you're used to listening to you have to open up a few Uh, scholarly reads and understand the historical precedent that was going on, you have to do, you have to be responsible to teach yourself what Moses was talking about when he talked about heaven and earth because he had no idea what the earth looked like. And you just have to kind of put your mind back into that place and then you have to see how God gave the children of Israel the ability to overcome in the worst possible situations that they faced. And that's true. Listen, the last time that the nation of Israel overcame a gigantic, monstrous tyranny, they were dispersed. They were dispersed all over the world. And then after that tyrant was destroyed, they were brought back into the land we call Israel today. And I think we can't lose sight of the way God does things. But the, the price that was paid was millions of lives were, were taken. And we have to understand that that's the process that the biblical patterns have repeated over and over and over. And I will simply add in the closing part of my part of this program today, folks, it's simply our turn to be the representatives of the scriptures and not the religious underpinnings that have been taught to us disfiguring the king of kings and the lord of lords. I, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. And, and, Gina, yes, I think we need to start talking about uh, not going out into the woods and burying a hole ourselves in a hole, but understanding how, because the people who are going to bury themselves in a hole, that's what the government's going to come look for first. <laughs> so so you might as well be be, be prepared
0: to so i want to fight. close with thought created a new made a new creation paul talks about that yes And that new creation pushed back against the roman world it didn't have necessarily power or influence in the roman world it didn't run the government but it spread seed spread through the whole of the empire out as far as it was at that time and that new creation has not been snuffed out because we're 2000 years later and that new creation is all over planet Earth. And we, as a, we just, we've got, we've got some learning to do here. And uh, hopefully in, it, we'll just be looking at this as a series. How do we go forward? How do we live in exile? How do we not assimilate? How do we look, how do we regain our identity? And it's going to be in the crucible and the, it's going to be in the pressure of that crucible is how we're going to grow and we're going to birth forth you know a whole lot more than we we've ever seen so Jeff and I thank you for joining us and we're going to continue this because I believe this is really important we want to keep you on straight and narrow we want you to stay reasonable we don't want you to go off into you know into stuff that isn't healthy Uh, again turn off the news Focus, turn, you know, don't spend hours on your devices. Spend hours with him. And we'll see you next time. So God
1: bless you guys. Have a good day.